so why are I saw you tweeting about people are upset about Final Fantasy boob sizes. Yeah, they made Tifa's tits. They're pretty succulent tits still, but they made they did make them slightly smaller. Okay, what did? But they have go- you seen her original tits? They were like bigger than her head. I I played that whole game. I loved that game actually, but I don't remember the boob size, which is weird. You seem to have some kind of photographic memory of them. I mean, it was 1997, so, like, you remember Laura Croft and how she had those triangle titties? It was like that. It was like that. Oh, okay. I was super goddamn never into the polygon thing at all. I Like, I, I, I never found any of those characters attractive. I was attracted to, in Final Fantasy three Japanese six in America... They had those really nice, like, relief drawings of, like, Cells or Celes, I forget her name, and the, that girl who's, like, the princess of the Empire, like... Celes is the blonde, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. And then the the blue-haired, the original, like, the girl who has amnesia, that girl I thought was oh, cute. I know exactly why. Her name starts with a Y. Yeah, I forget. I like that girl. I liked all those, and like the box art on that stuff. Like, I, I, I really fell in love with those girls. You were probably super attracted to. I was wrong. The name was Rika. Rika? I like that girl. Were you, were you super attracted to that dude who, like, had playing cards in an airship and shit and was, like, super rugged and cool? No, I was into Sephiroth. Okay. The silver hair guy? Different game, but Sephiroth's hot. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I thought we were talking about Final Fantasy VII. Well, I was talking about Final Fantasy VI, which is the boomer version of the Zoomer Final Fantasy, which is Final Fantasy VII. I mean, it was all ni- the 1990s. I don't know if you call all that Zoomer shit at that point. Yeah, but it, uh, look, we for us, we stopped at Final Fantasy VI, American. Final Fantasy III, Japanese. It was Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy three six in America uh, six in Japan or whatever I'm saying six in Japan three in America and that's it and then when Final Fantasy seven came out it was like well this is fun we like this this guy's sword looks ridiculous his hair looks stupid I like this guy's machine gun arm it blows my fucking mind that people are still like how could you be attracted to cartoon characters how could you be attracted like oh that's that's so fucking stupid like do you not understand allegories. And that when sometimes it's like saying, why the fuck do you like looking at fine art? It's just colors on a stretched piece of linen. Okay. Well, first off, I think it's a bit of a stretch to compare Degas or Cezanne to uh, anime titty jerk off cartoon three, which you love. Then it's like, well, why do you made up both of those artists? That's like saying, well, why why do you get a boner when you read erotica? You know, it's just words on a page, right? Yeah, or like, why do you get a boner when you watch porn? You're not in the same room with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you not understand that you, you look at it, at it and you see a female form or a male form? Like, it, it, it completely fascinates me that, that there is still a genre of people that think that it is impossible to be attracted to cartoon characters. I feel like a lot of that is people trying to appear cooler than weebs. Here's what I've said on Wife of Wars, which will come back eventually, I promise. Um, it just, it really never happened for me as a kid. Like, I don't know, I was just, I was never... But you understand the concept, well, right? Yeah, I, yeah, and the thing that, the reason I like doing Wife of Wars is that it's exciting for me to watch people get excited about these characters. Just because I don't shit. Like, remember how many episodes of Food Wars we watched where, like, there's ladies just having an orgasm while eating sushi and i was kind of like i i it, 
I get that this is supposed to be attractive, and I get why someone else would jerk off to this. It's not doing it for me until Sock Hop Girl. Oh, yeah. I forget her name. That is a very minor character that you're attached to. I know. I think I like uniforms. I think you do, too. Yeah. Sexy nurses, sexy secretaries, sexy sex workers. I can't tell if I have fried my brain or... You have. Like, porn... I was sitting in in bed the other day trying to jerk off. Okay. And I go on Pornhub and I went through like 10 videos and I was like, this is not doing it for me. So I went back to what I usually do, which is erotica, like written porn. I, I don't know. I don't like watching porn. Do you don't have like a go list? No, because I used to. It wears out. Yeah, and now it's like I watch it and it's like, ugh, this is gross. It's not even that it's gross. It's just like, have you ever seen those documentaries on like how porn gets? Because that is like, yes, of course. You know, you don't want to see how that sausage gets made. No, no, no. I I know. uh, I used to work on a show called Mansers, and after a while, I became like a, a transcriptionist for it. And we were interviewing a like one of the big porn stars, like not James Dean, but like on James Dean level. And they ask they ask him like, so uh, so what's it like to do porn? And he goes, well, do you want like the TV answer or the real answer? They go, oh, the real answer first. And he goes, I mean, it's terrible. It's, it's every day is really really difficult. I mean, didn't you just see that guy who killed himself? He shoved a samurai sword up his ass to uh, kill himself. And they go, okay, now let's get the uh, TV answer. He goes. Being porn is every it's every man's dream. Hot ladies, hotter sex. What more could a guy want? And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, there's just so much like, and, and you ever watch a porn and you can tell that the girl is drugged out of her mind? Yes. And it's like, oh god, that'll turn me off for an entire week. I think it's interesting. You like the erotica. I like the audio porn a lot. Interesting. Yeah, which because it, it's just like. You know, nobody got nobody got a coke habit making this. It's just like some girl in a room, just you know, kind of uh, telling a little story and, and jerking off. And you know, bizarrely, those feel more erotica feels more real to me. Yes, than real porn because in the context of the story, like you are never going to load up a porno video and see an actual boss banging his actual secretary. Like, you know that it is two people playing characters. Yeah. But when you read erotica, I don't know that there's some disconnect between what I I can't watch porn of like a sexy teacher fucking her student and get into it. But when I read erotica and it establishes that this is a teacher and a student, I get that that is not an actual interaction that has occurred, but it still feels more real in my brain. Do you have an idea? Am I, do I sound like a fucking batshit insane person? No, I, I mean, I think it's probably a lot easier for you to put yourself in the mind of a character without visual cues who you know isn't being played by an actress like when you're reading the thing it's like yeah that's me you you know or when i hear it i'm like oh this girl's talking to me when you see two people having sex it's kind of like you know it's them yeah that's true which is why everyone likes that vr sex stuff now that's new yo that's fucking true that is fucking true because for the longest time i could not watch porn featuring any woman that was not white Mm-hmm. Not racist. not because not racist, racist, but because I need to put myself 
the arousal for me comes in imagining myself like involved in this mm-hmm. and I can't my brain can't it's like the same thing as like if she has gigantic boobs right. or six pack abs uh, right exactly so having big boobs is the same exact thing as being African American that's up. serious no. you know what I'm saying no I know what you're saying it's impossible for you to imagine yourself as an African American it's called privilege yeah. <laughs> and by the way here's how you got to say privilege you got to savor Every it's delicious condiment. You, you gotta savor every syllable. It's called privilege. I also like I also sweet, like, sweet judgment. I'm better than you. I also like erotica because I know nobody got hurt. <laughs> like, yeah. like, a, like a hardcore gangbang. Nobody's ever gotten pregnant in a hardcore gang. Even if they do get pregnant at the end of the story, nobody's ever gotten pregnant. Okay. <laughs> We've done nine minutes of pre-show chatter, so I'm just going to say, hey, welcome to the Loudest Podcast. It's the, it's the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asteris Coden. It's the show where, uh, where, nor- where weird comedians talk about normal things like uh, erotica. Okay. Uh, this is my co-host, Sarancha. Hello. I'm fired up tonight. Oh, baby. I'm feeling great. I feel amazing. I've had a great three days, health-wise. Awesome. Wait, wait. Can we dip back into the porn talk real quick? Just yeah, to, real just fine. To, whatever. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just... There's something that's been on our outline. There's a couple of things that have been on our outline for a long time that now dovetail perfectly into this. Okay. The first is, you told me you read one time on some website about One Direction kidnapping porn that took place during the purge. Oh, yeah. No, dude, there is so much bizarre. I discovered a while ago, there's this... Oh, man, what? My, I'm sorry, my brain just blew, drew a complete brain. There's a website called Wattpad, which is kids writing porn. And you can tell it is kids. It features anime characters, um, <laughs> members of boy bands, rice gum, their favorite YouTubers. I read a fan fiction on Wattpad the other night uh-huh. that was like <laughs> rice gum had a concert. And do you know who do you have any idea who Rice Gum is? No. But- Rice Gum is a YouTube guy that makes diss tracks and he just he just it's incredibly stupid. It's very stupid. Rice Gum will like make these raps and he's very very popular. He's got millions of subscribers. But I read one where Rice Gum was having a concert and then he abducts one of the girls in the audience and she's super explicitly says i'm 14 and i'm like wait what the fuck is this guy's in his mid 20s i'm like wait and i'm sure rice gum had absolutely no hand in this and hopefully does not even know this thing Mm, i'm pretty sure rice gum wrote this and uploaded it to wattpad i mean i can't why wouldn't a guy do that i don't even think he has concerts that's a very good point Ooh, checkmate. Okay. I know when I've been beaten. I also read a... Uh, As does that 14-year-old girl. I also read a uh, bit fan fiction the other day. Yeah. It was a, The Big Bang Theory. It was a hardcore porn. That is also the on Big our Bang to Theory. talk about list. That's also... It's another thing I wanted to... I'm so... You have no idea how relaxing this is to get this list cleared out. I don't know why. I think the chatter at the beginning of the show is much more interesting than the chatter we're doing now. Okay. Well... I'm going to say that insulting the show we're in the middle of may not be the best way. This show sucks ass. Okay, I'm just... Just like Sheldon did in that part. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're on stage doing stand-up and you go, none of this is funny, 
The audience will agree with you. You got to have confidence. So Sheldon, Leonard, and I think Howard were all vampires. Excellent. And Raj was not there because racism. I don't know. Okay, got it. They were all vampires. And then Penny and Bernadette get kidnapped or something. And they're werewolves. The twist at the end of the story is that Penny and Bernadette are werewolves, but not after some hardcore sex scenes. Okay. Now, for anyone in the audience who may be wondering, do you think this was written ironically? No, I don't think so, because nobody... You write one chapter ironically. You don't write 12 chapters. 12 I, chapters? There are a lot... There is a significant number of chapters involving every fetish under the sun. Okay, this is great. A couple of questions. Yeah. Do they establish that the... that? Leonard, Sheldon, and Howard Wallowitz get their vampirism due to a science experiment gone wrong. No, it's an alternate universe. They're just born vampires. Okay. So these other girls are just born werewolves? Yeah. Question two. Where's Amy? It's like Twilight. My favorite, my favorite character. Actually, I do think Amy was in there, but I think that Amy is a vampire, but she isn't introduced until the end of the story. She like the vampire queen? No, she's just another vampire. Okay. Makes it. There's no... You got 12 chapters. You can't get Raj in there. No, they're busy peeing on each other. <laughs> they pee on each other? You know who would not like that? Sheldon Sheldon, Cooper. no, he would not. And very out of character. Zero to ten, literally unreadable. Oh, you, we were in line at Gatorland. So this was months ago. We were going to the Very Merry Aviary so that we could pet the birds and feed them. And by the way, what did I tell you at the Very Merry Aviary? If you want the birds to land on you like to land on me, you need birdfidence. You got to put out there, I am not a threat to you. I'm just a tree, baby. Let me tell you. Land on my ass. Those birds at the very, very aviary, very, very poorly socialized. I know. Have you noticed that? Those birds fucking hate each other. Yeah, I know. What is going on? They will attack when I had two seed sticks. I had one seed stick in my left hand and one seed stick in my right hand. And the birds landed on them and I tried to like push them together and make them kiss and they started biting one another. Okay, now I'm starting to see the problem here, which is... You know they're not dolls, right? They're living things. Maybe they don't want to kiss. If somebody picked you up and made you kiss another girl, that would be pretty hot. Why do they run on the ground? They run on the ground when they could fly. Why do they run? They have wings. They attack my shoelaces because they think they worms. Anyway. They do. It's they, Let me tell you, you have not. If you have depression, go to the very, very aviary and then just watch a little budgie just run across the ground towards great. some seed. It, it will cure you. No, it's pretty goddamn great. We're in line for this and you're telling me that half. Okay. Again, listeners, it's called Wattpad. I, I, it's apparently famous. When we're in line at the very merry aviary, Sriracha is telling me. That she reads a One Direction porno parody that takes place during the Purge. And then another porno parody that takes place during the Purge. And another one. And another one. Apparently, half of the porno on Wattpad takes place during the Purge. The Purge must be some kind of existential Zoomer fear. Dude, there's an entire genre. Like, no matter what you want to find, whatever your fetish is, imagine any TV show or video game... Because it's sorted in categories on the yeah. side, right? Yeah. I seriously think either kidnapping or the purge is one of them on the sidebars. There's billionaire, action, comedy, and then purge. Now, now look, I get billionaire. 
I get billionaire. I get bad boy that you got to make good. Loner comes out of town. Handyman working hard. The brawny guy. Wait, hold on. I'm on Wattpad. I'm going to look up. Yeah, go on Wattpad. The brawny guy. Okay. Uh, 5.5 thousand responses. Um, <laughs> it, it, but this thing, it's so interesting to me because to us boomers, the purge is real stupid. We're just kind of like, so everybody got together and was like, all crime is legal one day on just one day. I don't And then get- every other day it's not. And But then that brings crime down. Yeah, I don't get why the purge. Okay. So if you're a criminal yeah. who's going to do crimes, yes. <laughs> if you're going to do crimes As criminals and you do. have, I don't think, okay, laws, in my opinion, are not the only thing stopping me from committing violent crimes. Like, even if murder was legal, I don't think I have it in me to murder it. And I think mm-hmm. most people are the same. Yeah. Like, there's... Sure, maybe if the purge was real and nobody could murder anybody, I would definitely throw some bricks through some CVSs and treat myself to some new perfume. But I don't think I would kill anyone. I know, and for me, too much mess. It's just, oh my God, blood's getting everywhere. It's like, now I gotta find a towel. Yeah, who has to clean it up afterwards? Is that ever established in Purge Universe? I mean, that's a very good question. The next day... Yeah, people are, like, cleaning up blood and piss and poo and pee. Why is there piss in the road? Because you think people are pissing themselves before they die. Checkmate. Gotcha. Did it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. It's it's so dumb. It's so stupid. And I get it. Oh, the purge is an allegory for class warfare. And actually, the purge is made legal because the rich hunt the poor for sport. Okay, you made it deeper. Congratulations, purge guys. What? Wait, wait, wait. Is it allegory for class struggle? Yes. Uh, Explain. Sure. Okay. So they say, so like the reason like Jill Purgington, inventor of the purge, gives for the purge is she's like, if we had one day where all crime was legal, we could all get our aggression out. We would be totally peaceful every other day. And uh, apparently, according to the statistics, it's true. The, the purge has led to like a 99.9 drop in violent crime. But that's just kind of the narrative. What the purge actually is, is a day for like the rich to act like humongous assholes and hunt the poor. But if they're rich and they wanted to do a most dangerous game shit in a universe where the politicians are like fine with legalizing murder for a day, wouldn't it be equally fine to legalize hunting people for sport on an island? Yes. I, I completely agree. In fact, in the purge election day, President, uh, what's his name from Homicide Life on the Street? President Reed Diamond is very pro-purge. And Crossbones from Frank Grillo, a.k.a. Crossbones, is trying to protect the anti-purge presidential candidate. Because unfortunately, the purge falls right before election day. So, not a good time to run against the purge. Because they'll kill you. Reed Diamond will kill his political opponent and tries to very hard. That's true. Couldn't you leave? Wait, in the I've never seen The Purge. I've never seen any of these movies. In The Purge movie, is it like a Hunger Games deal where there is no United States and other countries? There's just like, 
Westeros and no. Northeast Asia. There's the United States, and it's fine. So why every wouldn't you just leave the, purge. the fucking country? Like, if I'm a politician right. and I'm running against the purge, why don't I just fucking leave for that one day? Exactly. Why don't the poor just move out of the dangerous neighborhood? Huh? Huh? I think Class that's saying warfare. a bit different than saying why doesn't a person with enough money to run for an elected office just get on a plane and go to mexico like go to cancun go to a sandals resort for a day and a half i'm saying yeah that's great drink a mimosa while everybody's murdering each other that's in the, road. the point of the purge is that the rich get to like like in like the first purge movie is it like takes place in an apartment and it's this dude who sells like Huge anti-purge security systems. And so he's like, oh, we're safe. Just like we're safe every year. We can hide out the effects of the purge. That's for poor people to go kill each other. But then they break in and it turns out that his neighbors are jealous of him because he has all these like anti-purge systems. So his neighbors hire the poor to break in to kill him and his family and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's what it, and then in the purge election day, it's just uh, rich people in masks watching poor people fight for sport. It's always about the haves and the have-nots with the purge. Yeah, if the purge were real, I would definitely just fuck off and leave. Yeah, because you have the money to. The poor don't. The poor suffer the most in the purge. That's why Bernie Sanders loves the purge. He's like, these purge movies, very educational. The top 1% do 99% of the killing. In the purge. Wait, what the fuck? So, okay, question. Okay. If it's... <laughs> Again, remember, I've never seen any of these movies. There's I don't like horror There's 24 hours. Okay. okay. There's 24 hours where you could just kill... The, everything is legal. Everything. Is that like they say if you shoot somebody on your doorstep, you're supposed to drag their body inside? Do you think that's like a d- thing where it's like you click the clock ticks over to 1201 and then you shoot someone and you're like, damn it. Um, no, he died at 1159. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I absolutely think. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a 10 minute grace period where it's like, okay, well, you clearly murdered this guy, but like, uh, we'll give you manslaughter because like maybe your watch was a little slow. Yeah, wait, what if, what if you kill, you shot someone uh-huh. and that was the crime, but you shot them at 11.58, but they didn't die until like 12.05. You're fine. The next day. Is that, we got to call Kiyot or something and ask him about <laughs> The bullet. The law of the purge world. It, that was a purge bullet. If it happened to. And, and the other thing is, what about time zones? So if I'm in Eastern time. Shit, you're right. And I murder somebody. Or if I'm in Western time, I've got an extra hour of purging. So I'm just firing my machine gun into the Eastern time zone. Maybe they do it by like GMT. Whatever, like what the uh, UTC? What is it? The, what's the one that's usually universal? I, I, either one. I mean, either one of those. My guess is that kind of like there's like that emergency broadcast. Like you know how there's like a like an alert that can go to your phone. Remember how everyone in Hawaii got that text one time that was <laughs> like was you're all going to die. You yeah. have thirty minutes. <laughs> it to was find- like just kidding. What a crazy. I'm surprised we haven't seen a hundred movies about that premise. About somebody in Hawaii, like, like trying to live the craziest 30 minutes of their life. And then, like, going to find the girl, finally telling her they, he loves her. They have crazy sex. And then it's like, uh-oh, you're not, di- you're, you're not dying in nuclear war. Now what's going to happen? Like, some kind of, like, Hawaiian love story. It's like the 21st century version of it was a, just a dream. 
Yeah. It was just a dream. Liar, liar. Yes, man. Like, what if, what's his name from The Office? What's his name from The Office? The star Steve Carell. I'm telling you that right now. Steve Carell plays like a guy. He's nervous and like Anne Hathaway. Steve Carell's old. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. He's he's like, I'm done with my time. I'm, I'll never, fi- like, I'm just going to be old and done. It's like a boomer movie. Oh, he, gotcha. like, And then all of a sudden, the fact that he's going to die gives him the courage to ask out Anne Hathaway. And they have incredible passionate sex. But now he doesn't know what to do. Now that they're all going to live, how does he keep the girl of his dreams? And he keeps putting himself in like almost death situations so he could keep that buzz, that (gasps) rush of dopamine going. About to be murdered, Boner. Yes, uh uh-huh. It's the name of the movie. Yeah, so he like, in his apartment, he rips out all the wiring out of his walls and then covers himself after his shower. He goes... He like touches and it. He zaps himself, but doesn't die, and then that gets him through the day. It's like a fetish thing at that point. Yeah, he like hires a hitman to like to stalk him, so like he has the fear of death going, and that's the only way he can get his boner going. Sounds like a great porno. I like this a lot. A lot of the stories we pitch each other turn into pornos. Yeah, why is that? You know what I was thinking? Okay, I don't even like porn. I know we both opened the episode talking about. It. I was thinking about that Big Bang Theory porn. That we were pitching last week. People seem to like it, by the way. Got a lot of attention, the Big Bang Theory porno that we pitched. Did it. Should we write this and see if we can get it made? And see if we can get this crowdfunded? If this show wasn't so old and off the air, I would say yes. What is the new sitcom that's in? God friended me. I think if we made some God friended me porn, it would get greenlit. But I think we just missed our window of opportunity for the Big Bang Theory. Okay, look, our window of opportunity was eight years ago in season three of the Big Bang Theory. I don't want to make this porn because I think it's hyper relevant. Like, the, do you, remember somebody made like an Apex Legends porno? What? No. Somebody made like an Apex Legends porno. And, it, and it's like, I'm not making this for relevance. I'm making this for quality. We understand the Big Bang Theory more than any pornographic writer ever will. I feel like we can make a true-to-canon, true-to-character, hyper-realistic The Big Bang Theory pornographic film. Yeah, let's do it, and then let's put it up as a Patreon bonus. Bigger. I want to do a GoFundMe. Or a... There's like a GoFundMe for movies, like Indiegogo. I want to raise $100,000 to make the ultimate Big Bang Theory porno, porno. It'll be called Not the Big Bang Theory, colon, an XXX parody by Stereos Coconuts. And then like in tiny letters and Sriracha. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to write a I'm going to write a Two Broke Girls porn parody then. Uh, no, I'm going to write a Living Biblically, <laughs> Biblically porn parody and then put it up on Patreon. Okay, or you just do you, do you even care about Living Biblically? I, I think it got canceled, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, it got like canceled. Six episodes in. It got canceled immediately. People keep trying to turn that book into things. And it's like, okay, for what people book? who don't know, the idea of living biblically was like a guy spent a year trying to only live biblically. You know, like the Bible. <laughs> like anybody knows what the fuck that means. He follows all the rules in the Bible. I was literally like about every to. Every single one. Literally, you were cutting me off as I was explaining the first and probably easiest to understand example being like in the Bible, it says you're not allowed. And Strauss is putting the whole microphone in her I mouth. I hate this podcast. I hate this podcast. I never get to talk about what I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? Lifting. Okay. Finish your 
thing. No, no, no. You know what? We're going to take a break. When we're back, we'll talk about what happened in the Battle of Sanctions and lifting. I wonder what the audience will want to hear about more. Be right back. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Okay, so... Uh, it's Sriracha's fun fact of the day. You ready for a fun fact? Sure. Did you know that you cannot travel to Saudi Arabia if you have evidence that you have ever been to Israel? What? I'm not even saying like you're a citizen of Israel. Yeah. You can't have an Israeli stamp in your passport. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Dude, I was reading the um, the rules for travel to Saudi Arabia, which I thought would be... Because apparently they're one of the biggest allies of the United States. Is that true or false? It's weird. Like, we sell them... They have a lot of oil. We sell them a lot of arms. It's kind of like this... It's like we're both the bad guys. Like a mutually not benefit... Like a mutually parasitic relationship. Yeah, it's beneficial. It's very beneficial for us. We love it. Um, And sure, we're almost all of the 9-11 hijackers trained in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Uh, did we uh, do anything about it? No, they were a very good customer of ours. They came from, I thought they came from, wait, Afghanistan. No. Am I wrong? No, they were, a lot of, they were, uh, they were trained in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Bin Laden and the Mujahideen are in Afghanistan. Look, I, let's not get all boomer about it. I want to, why do you want to go to Saudi Arabia? No, dude, I was just looking up, I want to go to Oman. Okay. Which is not Saudi Arabia, but okay. it's right next to Saudi Arabia. Oman is, if you don't know, it is a incredibly wealthy Islamic nation where it, it's bizarre because it's in between Yemen and Saudi Arabia, which are two of the most Islamic countries in the face of the planet. But then for some reason, the Islamic revolution never like took hold there like it did in every surrounding country i mean it did it's an islamic country but the rules that like you don't have to cover your hair and you don't the punishments for homosexuality are not as strict so it's like applebee's no rules just right it's not applebee's is it wait what's no rules just right it's outback steakhouse why is not outback steakhouse's tagline like kangaroos (laughs) yeah good on you mate hop in a pouch and Come have some lounge. It should. So it's this like incredibly wealthy country that also has kind not progressive in the way that we think of progressive, but wait, less regressive. Wait, what's Applebee's tagline? That values uh, Applebee's tagline is Mujab Mujab uh, Al Habadine. No, it's not racist. It's <laughs> uh, now I'm remembering. It's Eat Al Murabak. <laughs> It's you belong at Applebee's. Yes, is absolutely. That's mine is more correct than whatever no, no, no. that is. In the nineties, because I, I remember we finally got an Applebee's in my town. It was a big deal. There was a line out the door in my tiny farming town when an Applebee's opened up a half hour away, and there were radio, radio, radio commercials for it. And I always remember you belong at Applebee's, which is not very creative. That's kind of like. Uh, from Rick and Morty, that guy's being like, time for apples? As a tagline for apples, your tagline should not have your product name in it. Nike's tagline is not, Nike's great. It's- oh, sh- you're shit-talking uh, Jerry's yeah. <laughs> slogan? Yeah, okay, what that? would your slogan for apples be? But Got Milks is Got Milk. That was good. That was good, but that's an outlier. And I would argue that Got Milk wouldn't be as good if it wasn't for that amazing commercial where the guy... 
is trying to say Aaron Burr, but he has a mouthful of peanut butter. I like the milk mustaches thing, too. I like the, I like I the milk mustaches, too. The milk mustache. I don't know. I don't drink milk. Milk is repulsive to me. Every time. I don't drink milk either. But when I was a kid and I did drink milk, I wouldn't get a milk mustache. That's how the fuck are you. Are you going full snooter in the milk cooter? <laughs> what, what the, the fuck, fuck are you doing? Like, are you are you on a desperate hunt for the milk's clitoris? Like, take it easy there, guy. What will your uh, slogan for apples be then? For app, I'll be honest with you. Here's what I would tell the client. You don't need a slogan for apples. Apples sell themselves. In fact, if you put out a slogan for apples, people start to wonder why you put out a slogan for apples. What a great thing to hear from an advertising company. <laughs> yes, the truth. Now I get another bigger campaign later because they're impressed that I wasn't so money hungry that he didn't just go for the low hanging, in this case, literal fruit. Papayas. I would say the That's high a hanging. We got a break. I'd say the high hanging fruit. <laughs> you, apples. apples. The high hanging fruit. Wait. I love that. Hold on. Okay. What about, what about this? I've, I'm going bananas for apples. That's stupid and confusing. <laughs> no. What are you selling, bananas or apples? It, that's what I'm saying. It's two for one. You get twice the slogan for half the price. It promotes both bananas and apples. What? Now you don't have to hide. You can fire the other agency. You just got me Asterios Coconos, baby. I like it. I like it more. Okay, hold on. Let's come up with nine more taglines for apples. Let's kill ourselves. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a more enjoyable activity. Okay, now you wanted to talk about lifting, right? I'm... So upset. So I've had a... The Battle of Sanctions. All right. I'm, let's get to it. What happened at the Battle of Sanctions? I hate this podcast. I hate this podcast so much. I fucking quit. I fucking quit. You never want to talk about it. You have this fucking stupid ass outline. How many people have fucking told you? How many people have told you that last week's episode was one of the best episodes that we've ever fucking had? And I told you before the shitting thing, you're like, oh, we got this, this, and this in the outline. And I'm like, bro, we need to just, like, just riff, okay? Nobody is tuning in because we have a great uh, structurally concrete sound premise here, okay? The show isn't even about anything. The show is about you and I talking to one another. So I don't know why the fuck you were so opposed to making the show just you and me talking to one another. It's, it's like you're podcast. trying so hard to Beast have a format and had it's a podcast where two weird comedians talk about normal things how like the Big Bang Theory, years, Survivor. How many fucking years did you hang out with Maddox, and yet you still have not learned that the out the format does not make the show? Yes, of course not. But you can sell a format, which is why people try to buy. The biggest problem in the universe, bro. If people are listening to the podcast, they are already bought. You don't need to sell to somebody that already bought your I am selling lunch. to a podcast network. I'm selling to advertisers. But B, you're like, I didn't pay anything for the last episode. Said the girl who dressed up in an entire cosplay outfit and did a bit that she clearly had in mind. Yeah, that's why I didn't tell you about it. Because you turn it into a segment. In fact, and it was that executed great. perfectly as it was. Awesome. Great. It was already perfect. Yes. Yes. Bravo, Sriracha. You are... Every time, once again, I am being attacked for presenting new ideas. People loved Sriracha's homophobia corner. It was loved it. it. They went nuts. Yes, I know. Everybody loves, quote, ironic, end quote, homophobia. They go nuts for it. No, and you know what they love? They love Asterios' racism corner. Asterios, Asterios, colon, thinks all black people are from Africa. Okay. Unfortunately... 
I have some real evidence to back this up. So now I said that uh, either if you pull Tia, out the fucking sc- calipers and start measuring skulls, I'm going to throw this on the ground. You know how I said that uh, Tia and Tamara Maori, one of them was on the show Blackish. Yeah. Okay, it's actually neither of them. Oh, is it another black it, person? It happens to be another African American woman, and I happen to confuse two black <laughs> women, which I'm not proud of. I own it. I thrown it. It's because they look so th- different, right? <laughs> I'm on a throne of shame, and I'm taking the blame. I messed up, and I'm fessed up. I'm wrong, and I'm going to sing my wrong song. I'm sorry that I mixed up two black actresses. I'm sorry, black people. (laughs) Black people, I'm so sorry. Can I give you a Starbucks gift card? I say slavery. You say sorry. Slavery. Sorry. Slavery. Sorry. I say racism. You say sorry. Racism. Sorry. Racism. I'm about to put the rap in reparations. My name's Asteris, and I'm here to say I apologize <laughs> for confusing two African American actresses in a major way. It's okay. I don't know who's on Black Ish either. Are you talking about uh, the woman who plays Bo? No, she plays. Oh, you mean Rainbow? Yeah. Yes. That's her. They call her Bo on the show, though, don't they? I mean, I've never seen Blackish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. You haven't even tuned it into it once on an airplane. Her name is Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. African-American actress, model, comedian, director, and television host. She is significantly older than both Tia and Tamara Maori. Okay, but turned out that one of the Maoris and Tracy Ellis Ross were both in an episode of a show on BT. I forget the name of it right now, but I'm going to Google again one more time. I'm going to Google. Oh, God. Tracy, Ellis, Ross, and Tia Maori. Yup, that's right. Turns out that they were both in an episode of The Game, which is, that must be where I confused them. I was thinking about BET's The Game season one. What is The Game about? Oh, what isn't it about? What is, look at me in the eyes and don't look at your computer. Uh-huh. No, get your sure. shifty eyes away from there, you fuck. Okay, A. I don't have shifty eyes. I happen to be Chinese. And that's very racist. Also, why does this Coke taste funny? Why does this Coke taste funny? Did somebody perhaps put pee-pee in it? God damn it. You're missing all these. I'm I'm thro- throwing them up. You got to knock them down. Are you, wait, are you insinuating that I pissed in your Coke? Because I don't understand the joke. And also, I did not do that. Okay. A, clearly you didn't do that. B, there's a very classic line. Me, by the way, I am Chinese. So I am I bl- That's this. not the part I have questions about hysterias. It's, it's, the line is, me Chinese. And by the way, I am Chinese. Me no dumb. No, it's me play joke. I, I don't play the joke as an Asian American man. I mean, I do tell jokes as my community, but me put pee pee in your Coke. That that's is a, the, the end classic, of that? It's a classic playground taunt. Me, mm, me play joke. Me put pee in, in a crunk. What? It, why did I think it was me Chinese, me no dumb, and then something? What? Can we, real quick, can we figure out what the rest of that would be? Wait, yeah, let's Google me that. Me Chinese. Okay, you look it up, and I'm going to pitch a couple. Me Chinese, me no dumb, me eat dog, yum, yum, yum. That's pretty racist. And again, <laughs> I am Chinese. My Chinese name is Moontong Zhou Yan. My grandpa would give me red envelopes. Every Christmas, my grandpa 
kicked out of China for resisting communism, that is. So if anybody's allowed to say, me Chinese, me play dumb, me put pee-pee in dim sum, it's me. I'm allowed to say it. I own it. Did you make that up off the bat? Yes. That I, was really creative. I made both of those up. Well, well, thank you very much. I mean, look, I no joke, I ate dim sum yesterday. What kind did you get? I don't know. My mom gave it to my grandma's in the hospital, which must be why I confused that, those two. He's so race. distraught that uh, he <laughs> now hates black people. Yeah, I must, that, my grandma's in the hospital, which is probably why That's I confused true. those I, two African American actresses. I broke both of my ankles while running track, and I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch, the N one." <laughs> you did what? No, that would be great. Hey. I could absolutely imagine. Can you tell people the time you broke both your ankles? I broke both of my ankles. So when I was, it's the only time I've ever been in the hospital in my life. So I have, first of all, what the audience needs to know about me, I have incredibly strong legs. Yes, you do. Like, compared to, comparatively speaking to the rest of my body, it is comical how strong my legs are. Yeah. I can't do a push-up, but I can leg press more than the weight of my body. Yeah, you're, you've, you've got the legs of a worker ant. Uh-huh. I really, I firmly the arms do. arms of a Barbie doll. I firmly do believe they that. They call you the Barbie ant. If I kicked someone in the head, I would kill them. You're in love with a Ken who's half scorpion, half, half gorilla. So anyway, when I was sorry, when I was in high school, we had a football field with a track, and there was also we called it the old middle school. Yeah, and what it was, it was not a full. It wasn't a school, but it was like a trailer of some kind. Not a trailer, but like a portable building. Yeah. And what they would do is they would just store hurdles and shit in there. And most of it was locked off except for a couple of rooms. So the one day I'm out at track practice and uh, my coach comes over and says, hey, can you go over to the old middle school and get the uh, like two foot hurdles or something? So I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go over there and there's <laughs> the door that has the there's a room that I know has the hurdles in it. And I go to open the door, and it's not locked, but it's jammed. And I can feel, like I can, because the door will open a little bit, mm-hmm. and I can look through the crack of the door. But I know that there's something on, the, I can tell that it is not locked, but there is something on the other side of the door mm-hmm. that is stopping me, preventing me from opening it. Mm-hmm. So I try pushing, and I try pushing, and I'm making a little progress, but not enough that I can get in the door. So I'm like, okay, I need to... Use the. I, I don't have to keep pushing with my arms. I'm an intelligent monkey. I have. I can use other parts of my body. So mm-hmm. my legs have always been much much stronger. So I'm thinking if I could get enough force and push this door, then I will be able to move whatever's on the other side of it and get in at the hurdles. So I get back and I about fifty meters away and I start running. I run. I run and I throw myself like an anime character throw both of my, I don't know how she to does even a double describe drop this she does yeah. a double drop throw the double both leg of drop my kick. legs yeah. at the door and then immediately crumpled it was the most pain I have ever been in in my entire life immediately fall to the ground screaming and at one point at that point, I was there for so long that someone came to check on me, and they were like, oh, my God, Sarancha, are you okay? I'm like, no, get Johnny. And Johnny carried me into someone's car. Now, boomers in the audience, classic boomer reference. Who's Johnny? He said, 
Who is Johnny? From the uh, short circuit films. Who's Johnny? Johnny was a uh, the, our track and field coach. I, mm-hmm. But he was not hired by... The, it was very mm-hmm. bizarre. He mm-hmm. was not hired by the school. He yeah. ran track and field when he was in high school. And apparently he was very good at it. But then he liked it so much that he turned my age, like 25, and just kept coming to practice. So he was like a volunteer assistant coach. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yep. And you were like, oh, Johnny, save me, Johnny. Pick me up, Johnny. Oh, yeah. I was real into Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. No shit you Everyone were. else made fun of him. I thought he was very attractive. And um, Why didn't anything happen there? Because I was 16. Yeah. Oh, that stopped. That stopped the girl before. You didn't make, you didn't show up. You didn't go like, Johnny, maybe after school you can teach me how to run. No, because he was uh, real into, because I was not the best runner. The best runner is, I'm just going to go ahead and say her name because I fucking hate this bitch. (laughs) And I fucking hate you, you stupid bitch. Go to hell. Burn in hell. I hope you started doing heroin or something. Wow. No, he would spend all his time hanging out with instead of me. I was very jealous. What did you have that you didn't have? I had a two-minute 800 meter, which is incredibly fucking impressive, but she didn't have my feelings. But you, you know what? She's a sprinter. Aren't you like a... You're a you're a medium distance runner or you're a long distance runner? I mean, in track and field, 800 meters is long distance. But if you're running two minutes, how long would it be? It's, did you know, fun fact, the 800 meter is the most difficult track and field event to run. Explain this to the people. I've because heard this. Because there is, I forget the exact science behind it, but there's something like your muscles can only fire so quickly and for so amount of time. And 800 meters, the amount of time that it takes to run 800 meters, which is two laps around your track, is like just over the threshold that you can tap into like short-term glucose for something. I read something at some point that said like that is the, like the last 10 meters of that is when people really start feeling like you're in incredible pain because you don't have like the, you can't metabolize the sugar right. at that point. You've or used something. all your stored short-term energy. You have yet to to develop, like, because your body at some point is like, okay, okay, we get it. You're running for a long time. We're going to release all this stored fat and shit, and you can access that. Like, the, the second wind is a real thing. Yeah. When a runner gets a second. I mean, I'm not explaining this to you. I'm explaining this to, you know, everybody I don't even, else. I don't remember what second wind is and if that's backed by anything. Oh, second wind is backed by medical science. Second wind. Everybody knows it's your second wind. Do you actually know what it is? Because I don't. Yes. It's right after the first wind. When you, <laughs> gotcha. when, you, when you run out of wind, you're like, oh, no. But then don't forget your second wind. Another great boomer reference. That's a William Joel song. No, so I broke both of my fucking ankles. <laughs> I can't believe. And then what was blocking the door? It was a desk or something. It was like yeah. a bunch of desks piled. I don't even remember. I mean... It was not the hurdles, though. <laughs> Very specifically, because I remember being in the hospital, being like, did you get the damn hurdles? And they were like, the hurdles weren't in there. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> you, I think it was Johnny. I think you were like, when Johnny sees how fast I get these hurdles, maybe he'll see how fast I can climb into his heart. Let me tell you about... Okay, so here's my frustration. Okay. This leads dovetails perfectly into my my frustration of the week. The battle of sanctions. 
So I started going back to the... I fell back into pretty much all of my vices in the last month. Yeah. Like, drinking too much, smoking too much, you know. Eating too much. Yeah, exactly. Eating yeah. garbage, not going... Not exercising. So I'm getting back on track. I'm on my third day, and I decided... I decided today that I'm going to start lifting, because everybody needs to be lifting yeah. all the time. Yeah. I am... And, and let me tell you, it is so fucking frustrating to me. It, it is so goddamn hard to start lifting. Cardio is totally different. And I think that I know more about fit, not fitness, but like cardio, a monkey could figure out. You want to get better at cardio? Run faster. Turn yeah. the treadmill up faster. Yeah. Turn the incline up faster. Anybody could fucking figure that out. Lifting? There's all this fucking shit. I started reading, what's it, Mark, like, Camel Toe's Simple Strength Guide, mm -hmm. which everybody is like, just start here. This is fine. And I'm reading it, and it starts with five pull-ups. Never in my life have I been able to do a pull-up. I can't do a push-up. I absolutely cannot. In no universe can I do five pull-ups. Well, not with that attitude. You got to get up there and fail. And then the next day, you'll fail again. And, you and the next day, you'll fail again. Diet? And then eventually, you'll give up. And that's how you learn. Don't do that part of the exercises. But you won't learn that until you try. I want so hard to start lifting weights. But it is so goddamn complicated and not beginner friendly. Like, what are you supposed to eat? What are you supposed to eat? It does not fucking matter. Like, when you're training for a marathon and shit, you don't, it doesn't fucking matter what yeah. you eat. It does not matter. Yeah. I'll tell you what you eat. Grilled chicken and a lot of Just it. Just grilled chicken? That's literally. How much of it? How long, how long should I be lifting weights? How long should a weightlifting session last? You gotta lift weights until you feel the burn, until your muscles are screaming at you. This is what these motherfuckers always say. Drop this those is what weights, and then you know what? Me. You pick up even more weights. You get down there, you break down that ATP. Remember, you can't get shredded unless you shred the fibers in your muscles so that they get broken down and repair stronger, longer. Donker. See, that's what pisses me off. Is because they'll oh, just do it till exhaustion. Until well, until exa until fail. Motherfucker, how long is that supposed to take? How many reps and sets am I supposed to do? If I want to run for thirty minutes, it will take me thirty minutes. How long is three sets of five reps supposed to take? Because I always like I've tried beginner girly systems with just like oh you do five bicep curls and then you take a break and you do five more and i always feel like it only takes 20 minutes and i feel like it should take much much longer than that why haven't you ever asked me for lifting advice because you don't lift i could you don't i though. know uh i knew about the grilled chicken thing did you do I know that you're supposed to eat grilled chicken? Yeah, yeah a serious oh, well, why I knew that. and then what happens when a bully kicks sand in your face you eat grilled chicken. You eat grilled chicken, of course. No, you go get strong. You go find that bully later at the end of that one page back comic. You beat the fuck out of him in front of the girl. You scar the girl for life. And then you keep screaming like, I'm a man. I'm a man. And then once he's down on the ground, like, try to kiss him. And you're like, I will own you. I will control you. And then he's like, what? Is this a gay that, like, thing? Kissing? Yeah. And, and then you go, no, it's not. No, no, I'm not gay. You run away. You are gay. Did you do that today? You got to train. Audience. Audience. Let me put out a call to action. Okay. If you have a printed, a printed, a solid something on the internet, weightlifting beginner's routine, yeah. please send it to me. Here's what I want. Okay, ready? Yeah. I don't want 
tips from your 19 year old buddy who played football in college and looked pretty good. I don't want that. I want an actual routine. I do not want anything that has a bunch of stupid jargon in it, like skull crushers or backbreakers that does not explain what that is. And I do not want anything that starts with pull-ups because we are starting from rock bottom. I can't even lift the bar. Look, I always feel so fucking stupid. Dude, I feel so fucking stupid, too, when I'm at the gym because I feel like I'm always doing everything wrong. Would you mind, I've pulled up a very simple, basic lifting plan that people have been using since 1953. Would you mind just coming over here real quick, take a look at it? I think you'll find this illuminating. <laughs> Fuck off. Wait, well, why don't you describe what you're seeing? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mad, mad... Mad Maxine. It's not a, It's not Mad Maxine, but I will pull that up. Alfred E. Strongman. No, it's called the insult that made a man out of Mac. Bully goes, hey. No, the, the nerd goes, hey, quit kicking that sand in our faces. And the chick goes, that man is the worst nuisance on the beach. And then the bully goes, listen here, I smash your face. Only you're so skinny, you might drive and blow away. And then the little nerd goes, that big bully. I'll get even one day. And then the chick goes, oh, don't let it bother you, little boy. So then the kid goes home. He's literally kicking over a chair. Darn it. I'm sick and tired of being a scarecrow. Charles Atlas says he can give me a real body, all right. I'll gamble a stamp. Get his free book. Later, he's jacked. He goes, boy, it didn't take Atlas long to do this for me. What muscles? That bully won't shove me around again. And then, last panel. What the now the nerd who's now strong goes, what you here again? Here's something I owe you. And he gives him a big kiss on the lips and he goes, and it's time to give you some downstairs action. Gets down on his knees. All of a sudden you see a shadow cast across the sand. The act of fellatio is being performed. The bully has been satisfied and then they get married. Turns out the reason he was so angry was because he was repressing his gay urges. It had nothing to do with this girl insulting him. And it's the 1950s, so do they have to hide their homosexual... Well, yeah, they do. They become confirmed bachelors, if you know what I mean. They live together all, as we would call them, friends of Dorothy. They've got all the handkerchiefs and all the spankerchiefs. And next thing you know, you're as ripped as me, Asterios Coconuts. So, if you want, I'll take you down to the, I'll take you down to the beach later. So you can kick some sand in my face. And we'll play the whole thing out. What do you think? You don't lift. I've lifted. You have lifted in the past? Yeah. Remember, remember when I was getting in shape to do that boxing rematch that never happened? Yeah. I know how to lift. You don't know how to lift. I know, I know perfect form. Here, hold on. I'm going to grab a microphone stand. I'm going to show you perfect squat form real quick. Okay. Okay, hold on. This is great visual content. Now, would you mind narrating what I'm doing? Yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Jesus' microphone stand. It's so pathetic that I could lift it. It's not even a big microphone stand. It's one of the lightweight ones. And now he is uh, he is putting it, he's holding it outwards. See, there's your first thing. I can't even hold those outward, the bar outwards. And now he's, he's got his feet Sh- shoulder, shoulder width apart. Exactly. And then you like sit and you turn it like this. And now he is shoving the microphone down his throat as if it were a cock. And, or he's going, he's now jerking the cock off. Hopefully it'll turn into a gun next and he'll shoot himself up the head. <laughs> call me. And then you ask the guy to call you. And back then, 
You call. Today, you'd say text me, snap me, tick me, talk me. But back then, you called. So anyway, the Battle of Sanctions didn't go great. Uh, we lost. Uh, I don't know. No, we didn't lose, Landau's tight ass. I'm surprised at no point you noticed that his pants were a little bit tucked into his socks. It was so tight. Oh, wait, what? Yes. I see that. I go, Sriracha is going to love this. You, We've talked about this. You haven't mentioned that once. I missed it. They weren't it. all the totally way in the socks. It. They were a little bit in there where it's like, dude, take your pants out of your socks. This is a courtroom. That is, wow. That is pathetic. I didn't even notice. I was too in tune with every muscle in his ass cheeks. His suit looked awful. It looked cheap. It was shiny. Yeah. It was that shiny kind of gray where like the men's warehouse guy is like, you're going to like the way you look because you don't know better. Polyester. Yeah. Polyester is the word you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of gross. Do you, do you think it fit properly or do you think it was too tight? I think it was incredibly too tight. What is he? What is his deal? What is his deal? I get it. Alcohol. You gain a little bit of weight. Polly, Come on. Polly, like, does not breathe at all either. So that dude must have been sweating up a fucking storm. Yeah. It was a really hot day. No, it was, it was gross in there. So many goddamn listeners were there. It was very funny. It was hysterical how many 19 and 20-year-old men <laughs> were the only people that, the only people that have uh, Monday at 2.30 p.m. off were there. You know, including me and you. Oh, I took time off work. I took half day. Yeah, me too. There you go. And uh, well, I don't know if we should tell. I mean, I don't know what crazy story there is to tell. There is no crazy story. Yeah, we lost. It was... Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, A, that is homophobic. <laughs> you know how I've been calling you homophobic? That's an example of homophobia. Unlike me, deep throating this microphone stand, then jerking it off to my that face. That is the least homophobic you could be. Least homophobic you could be. Being gay. Exactly. Gay people can't be homophobic. Happy Pride By Month, definition. everybody. It's still Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Oh, remember when we were in Boston? And there was that, like, really angry aggro. Oh, you weren't there. Uh, when we were in Boston... There was this, like, really pissed-off-looking driver in a sports car who was, like, speeding through a red light. And I just screamed at him, Happy Pride! And all the Pride revelers laughed. I was the hit of that Pride crosswalk. Very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, Greenberger comes out hot. Greenberger goes, This entire thing was it was in order to get my client to waste money. Uh, Maddox did this and this and this. And guess what? It worked. Five days later, Steris loses that, blah, blah, blah. Greenberger lays out an amazing case. From the beginning, it is very clear that the judge is super not into everything that's happening. And he bought his court seat. Well, look, I've been hearing rumors about that. Uh, maybe you could tell people about that. Oh, I did. The only thing I know is what's posted on Kiwi Farms. And apparently he... Uh, Which is always true. Yeah, apparently he is like a... Not a trust fund baby, but his dad owns a ton of real estate Yeah, in New York, and he just decided to become a judge, because fuck you. Not a judge, but like a lawyer and then a judge, because he has nothing else. Like, he has never had to worry about money. Yeah. So he doesn't have... He's never had to take a shitty job just to pay the bills. Yeah, and he probably has no idea what it's like to lose that job and to be... Uh in serious, serious financial trouble. Because he it's never, never happened to him. He also looks like Andy from The Office. Andy Bernard, Andy yes. Andy Bernard. <laughs> he does. Um, 
the judge sits, the judge at the beginning of the case goes like, I don't really know. This is Ramos's thing. I'm going to hear you guys out because uh, clearly this is the only way this will ever go off the docket is if I hear this out. But um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to rule against uh, everything. And I'm just like, oh, motherfucker. Then I started to get excited, though, because Landau starts like interrupting the judge. It was very funny. Even like, even the, the judge, what the fuck was that? There was like five minutes of, after Lando starts interrupting the judge, the judge is like, you need to stop interrupting. You realize Ramos was also not happy with you because you were interrupting so much. And then he, what followed was about five minutes of dead silence where the judge just sat there and flipped through papers of the original, like. Flipped through the original trials, trial transcript to find Ramos reading the riot act. To land out. What is the riot act? People have referenced that like three times and I still don't know what it is. When you read some of the riot act, it means you like scream at them. It, it's like you dress them down. Wait, so it's slang? It's yes. not an actual thing? No. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure it's like there like I'm sure there was at one point a riot act that w- you could use to declare martial law. I mean, I guess if you're screaming at a bunch of rioters. You can, you you're would, allowed to say, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm almost po- I'm looking this up. What Do is it. the right? Watch me be correct about this. Okay. What is the riot act? Um, what does it actually mean to read the riot act to somebody? Okay. Back in 1714, the original riot act was passed by British parliament. It was aimed at preventing tumults and riotous assemblies and made provisions for more speedy and effectual punishing of those who engaged in civil unrest. If a group of a dozen more people showed signs of being unruly, the riot act enabled an officer of the law to approach the crowd and tell them to disperse. To do so, the officer had to literally read the riot act in a manner similar to reading some of their Miranda rights. Here's the riot act. Our sovereign lord, the king, chargeth and commandeth all persons being assembled immediately to disperse themselves and peaceably depart to their habitations or to their lawful businesses upon the pains contained in the act made in the first year of King the George for preventing tumults and riotous assemblies. God save the king! Exactly what I said. It's kind of a way to declare martial law and say, none of your rights matter. Get the fuck out of here. So it is, you do not read someone the riot act in the same way you would read them their Miranda rights. In modern context. No. It is just slang to mean they gave you, they gave you a stern warning to shut the fuck up. Yes. In a... Uh, here in the first paragraph, when someone talks about being, quote, read the riot act, it usually means they've been caught engaging in antisocial behavior and are chastised accordingly. If you're late to school and then the school calls your mom, your mom's going to read you the riot act when okay. you get home. I get it now. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Andy Bernard, Judge Bernard, Judge Judge shrugs a lot, like spends five minutes reading through the original <laughs> court transcript so he can read Landau what judge what judge ramos originally said to randow was one more outburst out of you and i'm gonna throw you out of this court no you know what you know what i'm gonna hold you in contempt cuffs on in prison you're suing some you're suing a lot of people here with some very dubious charges basically shut the fuck up (laughs) but the interesting thing to me is now landau has been told that he will leave cuffs on in prison twice from two different judges in the same courtroom in the same court case. Sure, one of the judges was simply 
uh, referencing the other judge, I think it still counts. I count it. Yeah. So the judge is reading Landau the Right Act. Landau is like interrupting. Uh, if I could just talk, uh, if I could say this, if I could say that. And I'm like, I think Landau might be about to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, Democratic Party style. I think he's going to piss off this judge so much. And then the judge goes, you wrote a letter to, you wrote a letter to uh, opposing counsel, Jordan Greenberger, accusing him of engaging in a, quote, pathetic display of lawyering. The judge says, and then there was some other letter that was written by your brother or something. Your dad. Who is your dad? The judge at one point, he's like, who is your dad? He's like, oh, the, the Kevin Esquire. And the guy and the judge is like, is this man a lawyer? <laughs> it's like, yes, he is. And the judge is like, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? I'm sitting there in court imagining like my brother, just my dumbass drug addicted brother writing a letter being like, can you let Sriracha go, please? She is a very nice person. Yes, because the Landows, they're like some, they're like the Smurfs. They're, they're like a family of fuck up lawyers. Because when Landau was trying to get the, his Dewey expunged, his dad wrote a bunch of letters that was like, he's a good egg. Sure, he drinks and drives. Who doesn't these days? It's Chicago, baby. It's bang, Chicago, bang, boom. baby. Bang, bang, boob. We live in Minnesota, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, and then the judge goes, you know what? I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go to my, he, he, go, he goes like, we do not call other lawyers. We do, not, we do not say that other lawyers engage in, quote, a pathetic display of lawyering in the New York state legal system. I'm going to go to my chambers and think about this before I decide what to do. I'll be right back. That's when my dick got real hard. I was fucking diamonds. I'm saying, I'm like, oh my God, it's actually happening. It's actually going to happen. But then it feels like he came out and he had, oh, by the way, sidebar, I've seen people postulating on Kiwi Farms and other websites that they think that Landau might have been drunk. I do not think he was drunk. As hilarious as that would be, he has been a stuttering... Silly pants every time we were in court. And I think that's just manlet syndrome. I don't think he would have been drinking unless he'd been drinking every time I interacted with him. I don't think he was drunk because if anyone would, if anyone would notice that, if anyone would take the slightest hint of it and run with it, it would be us. Oh, absolutely. No, I don't think he was. So then the judge comes out and the judge had clearly just had a wank. Like, and was now all calm and shit. And it's like, God damn it. I wish he'd still had that like that go-go anger juice that men called semen. Do you feel like he was reading off something? Yes. When he came, what the fuck was that? Why? My guess was that the judge wrote his decision, then was like, let me hear these guys out, and then I'll read my fucking... My guess is that the judge had already decided all this based on the papers. Yeah, because the judge, he clearly knew that like another Landau had written a letter. Okay, so here is what the judge eventually so ordered. The judge writes... Georgia Zunian's motion for sanctions and Asterios Kokonos' cross motion for sanction were previously before this court, Ramos J. As set forth on the record, New York State Supreme Court Justice Charles considered the sanctions in this case and declined to impose them based on then submissions. To be sure, Justice Ramos was clearly frustrated by plaintiff's counsel's conduct. To wit, at one point, in oral argument, he admonished counsel, the court, quote, I'll hold you in contempt. I'm serious. Cuffs on, imprisoned. You behave yourself in this courtroom. You're suing a lot of people with some very questionable claims here. 
That quote is in his decision. And Rolandau escapes the clutches of the law yet again. However, Justice Ramos declined to impose sanctions and instead only dismissed the complaint against Mr. Coconos, granted Mr. Azunian leave to amend, and stated that he would consider sanctions after the repleting. Inasmuch as no such repleting has occurred, the record before the court is now identical to the record on which Justice Ramos declined to impose sanctions. Accordingly, the motion and cross-motion are denied. For the avoidance of doubt, no order has been entered reflecting Justice Ramos' decision to decline to impose sanctions, and this order is entered to create a record from which the parties may appeal. Signed, Justice Andrew Boric, 6-3-2019, check one, case disposed. The guy was probably like, I got a poke bowl in the fridge, can we wrap this up, I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. I Judge Judge Shrugs a lot was clearly in no mood to hear this. It sucks, and we lost. Uh, my legal bills as of the other day were thirty seven thousand dollars. Goddamn! And, and there will be one more bill coming in at the end of the month, which I imagine will probably be for about three grand. So I imagine at the end of this, it will cost forty thousand dollars, which is exactly how much money it cost for a year of studying. Food and housing at my college. Goddamn. Yeah. 40 goddamn grand. So, it sucks. Here's how I look at this. That's a big yikes oof from me, Taco Del Grand. Yeah, that's not it, dog. Now look, here's how I look at this. Yeah, it sucks. I did not get justice. The bad guy won. The bad guy's lawyer won. But I would like, if I cannot find justice in the courts... I would like to find justice through life. I feel like Mannix is somebody who is miserable and he's done. He's posting pictures with fucking booth babes at E3 at a gaming convention. So what does that tell you? What is it? 1994? He's posting pictures with booth. He's posting pictures with women who are paid to pretend to like him. I am not even pathetic enough to try to be a booth babe at E3. Is he hover handing them? Jesus fucking. I don't know. Where's my phone? I'll look it what up. What an asshole. So it's it's like when I think about Mannix, I think about somebody who is like, okay, Mannix is somebody who like does not like the content he makes, does not know why nobody else likes it either, has 18 roommates. And also is bald. He's very bald. And it's just like, and the entire internet hates him. I would like to not dwell on this and like chase this whale forever. I would like to just do the loudest podcast, eventually do Boomer versus Zoomer again, tour the country, find people I like and hang out with them. Like we were just in New York. We had an amazing time. We were just in Boston. We had an amazing time this weekend. We're going to New Jersey and Philly. I love hanging out with people after texting people who like me, like, dating, like, the most amazing girl I've ever met. Like, I don't know if you've ever met her, but Who she's very he? cool. <laughs> Who is she? She's real cool. You Who love she? her. She's very funny. She's she in the closet. Cool. Get her out of here. Like, making the comedy I want to make, playing Dungeons and Dragons, buying Porgs, living in, like, our nice, cheap little apartment in the asshole of Brooklyn. Hell yeah. Eating pretzel rolls. I've, down Not 20- me anymore. I'm fit as fuck. Yeah, you are. Did you see this... Let me show you this thing that uh, that I got in the mail. You know what I ate for a snack today, Sirius? I ate a mango. 
Why don't you read the read the front of it and then open it? Holy fuck! Oh my god, they do this. Wait, one gosh darn moment. Uh, it's a car from Weight Watchers. It's got the Weight Watchers symbols. This is a moment to be proud of. You've hit your twenty-five pound milestone. You lost weight like an AH. <laughs> yes, they send me like a little green thing to be like, you lost twenty-five. They send it to me in the mail like, hey, way to go. You're not as chubby anymore. I'm not. Sp- the first thing I wanted to do when we lost the court case was. Go drink everything and smoke everything else. I have not. And I kind of feel like, well, if I have, if I didn't relapse on my worst day, like maybe I can fucking beat this shit. I mean, yeah, no, I can back that up. You didn't have not drank since you said you were not going to drink. And that is truly astounding. I want to, to real bad all the time. I know. I keep trying to like, when I was pouring you that gin and Coke before, I was like, what if I accidentally grab her? Oh, by the way, I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so I sound a little different. That's why. So, in closing, I feel like I can find justice from life itself. Live the life I want to. Make the comedy I want to. Hang out with people and talk to people who seem to like me. And I love them, by the way. If you like me, I love you. Oh, my God. The fact that somebody ever wants to talk to me is a goddamn miracle. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts because this shit does not last forever. What do you think of that? I think that's great. I think that's amazing. You think I can do it? Yeah. I don't think you have to chase this fucking whale forever. Give it up. It's I. It's like I have, I could appeal. An appeal would cost 10 grand. I gave you, I gave you $5 on Indiegogo. So now you need to devote the next 10 years of your life to chasing nothing. <laughs> I feel like, thankfully, nobody's ever come at me like that. Like, I feel like every single person who's ever given me money, like, first off, I've sent them a thank you. And then second off, like, I think they get it. Because it's like, if I appealed this, if I win sanctions for Maddox, he might not have any money anyway. I mean, I might be biased, but I'm of the opinion that as soon as you give money to someone, you have no right to say anything about how it is spent. Yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree. Which is why I never donate to GoFundMe. Yeah. And nobody, and thank God, nobody has ever, everyone has been super cool and nice to me. Like, um, you know, so... That's it. Like, you know, if you've been following my story because you wanted to see Maddox get what was coming to him, I don't think that's going to happen this time around. Well, good news, because he's bald. (laughs) Yeah, and he's skinny fat. I bet that guy doesn't lift. No, he definitely does it. He has weights. He just doesn't use them. He has weights? He uses them as doors. He has those weird, like, weights that you, like... Dumbbells? Fill up with water. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. What is that? What Exa- you- yes, exactly. What is that? Why would you have that? That makes no sense. Yes. I will kick his door down with my <laughs> very strong legs. Okay, don't do that. Hasn't he had enough door trauma in his life? First of all, that's from satire. Girls? Did somebody kick his door down? There's a whole goddamn thing with 80s girl on the door. And 80s he's- girl kicked the door down? No, I don't. I'm so jealous. This I is failed. Not- now, <laughs> I'm- now I'm spreading gossip that there's a... <gasps> Maddox claims 80s girl hurt his door. And Maddox was like, I'm trying to stay friends with 80s girl so she will eventually reimburse me for the door. And it's like... God damn, I bet no, she fucked this door. <laughs> you're trying to stay friends with 80s girl because you want her back. Because she was the only person that loved you 
And you fucked it up. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the door thing. Do you realize how hard it is to kick down a door? I, I don't think she kicked down the door. <laughs> I'm incredibly jealous now. Fuck her body. Fuck her hair. Everything perfect about her. I'm jealous of her door kicking down a building. guess is that it was a slam. And then he was like, you hurt this door. It's like, have you ever seen her? She's like a, she's like a yoga girl. Like she doesn't, I don't think she's got like door destroying strength. She's like a, she's very slight. Yeah, tall, that's true. Though. Model-esque. I'm jealous of the door. We can't say, I don't think we can say enough good things about Ace I want to kick down the door. Very attractive. <laughs> I will kick down a door. That's my new goal. Okay. I think that's it. Well, what I was going to say is, so look, if you've been following my story, you just, just, I, you've done your job. Thank you so much. And thank you for everyone who's ever donated a goddamn dollar to this. Because it means a lot. It means a lot. I have friends that I've known for 20 years that have not donated a single dollar. Like, not that it's not that anybody has to, but it's like, you don't see how this is bullshit? It's, it's just like, it's like, yeah, I will never move back to Los Angeles in my entire life. All of those people, like, could not be more dead to me. Good fuck them. They can't drive. <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn ridiculous. And, like, strangers are coming out of the woodwork to help me. Some of them are coming out of the woodwork to help me a lot, you know. What I'd like to spend the rest of my life doing is making the kind of content that I depend on, which is the content that keeps you company while everything else sucks. That's when you're on the train, when you're on the when you're at the DMV, when you're at work, it's like shit sucks. I talk to so many long distance truck drivers and they're like, I listen to twelve hours of podcast a day, and it's like it I want to keep putting bullets in your clip. I want you to have one good thing to listen to a week. And if you subscribe to us on Patreon. Patreon.com. Just $2. Yeah. You'll get, so you get, you got two years of bonus episodes right there. You get a secret RSS feed. You put that in your podcast player. You hit subscribe. You hit download. All of a sudden, your phone is now filled with two plus years of extra episodes that you've never even heard of with premises that you had no idea we do. I feel like, I feel like we could do this, me and you. I feel like we can do this. I feel like we can entertain people, keep them company, make them laugh. We can have like a nice, good life. Yeah, no, I love doing podcasts and I love listening. I like doing podcasts so much, I think, because I like listening. Like, I would just sit at work all day listening to podcasts. I would rather uh, put toothpicks underneath my toenails and kick a fucking wall than talk to somebody, but I'll listen to podcasts and all clearly, day. <laughs> you would do no damage to that wall. If anything, that wall will probably break your ankles Fuck in five places. You, I, you have no. Okay, first of all, you have no idea how heavy that door was. It was a very sturdy door. I'm gonna guess it has a lot less to do with the door and a lot more to do with the fact that there is an entire desk behind it. I really do. It wasn't just one desk. Apparently, it was a stack of desks. There like, you go. You know how they fit together like a puzzle. Yeah. Those stupid uh, plywood school desks. Yeah, like a giant puzzle. Yeah, yes. I really do think I could kick the bathroom door down though. Do I'm not going to attempt it, but I'm just saying I could. You know what? Things are going pretty well at this temp job. <laughs> I got a couple hundred dollars squared away. If you want to try to kick down the bathroom door, maybe not now because our neighbors will be asleep. But if you want to try to kick down the bathroom door, and if you successfully do it, I will pay to replace the door. And that that can be your birthday present. What if they have, you know those destroy rooms? They have them yeah, now. Where you just rooms. go smash. I wonder if they have door kicking down rooms. <laughs> You know, Saran should go test her calves. Look at how strong my legs are. Look at them. My legs are basically perfect. 
And now I think the audience wants to hear about your feet next. <laughs> no, look at, feel my leg muscle. You made me look at your stupid comic. Come feel my legs. Okay. All right, I'm grabbing it now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think I know you've got it's strong hard. legs? <laughs> but you've also got tantalizing toes, succulent soles, sweaty, and you're, you're wearing sweaty, sweaty <laughs> socks. Succulent soles. I don't know. You always do this. Sweet succulent soles. Why am I? Tantalizing st- toes. He- he- something heel. What's a H1? Uh, Heavenly heels. Heavenly heels. <laughs> I don't know why I'm starting this up. She I kept have, doing this to me one time in an airport. And I almost threw up. I have my f- perfect day planned for Sunday. Okay. By the way, what are you? What are you going to be out of town? So I'm doing Saranch's perfect day. Okay. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up at ten o'clock. Okay. And I'm going to go to spin class. <laughs> nice. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to do like one hour of work. Okay. Just so I feel productive. Yeah. Then I'm going to go to my favorite brunch place and get blasted off my ass <laughs> on mimosas. Nice. And I am going to go into the city and go shopping for clothes. Well, I've got good news for you. What's that? I'll be here on Sunday so we can do all that together. Oh, you are? That's right. Spin class, baby. Yeah, you're going to get up for a spin class. I'll teach you how to lift. When? Yeah, you can teach me how to lift when fucking hell freezes over. I am going to teach you how to lift. I'm going to tread it jacked, ripped. I feel so stupid. Why? Doing it because I feel like my form is... I feel like I'm fucking like... I'm an alien that came down and abducted a human body. And I'm still figuring out how all the limbs work. I feel like I'm either going to, at best, look like a fucking dummy. And at absolute worst, break every bone, (laughs) all of my bones. So if you are out there and you have a simple lifting guide, please send it to me. I will give you $5 on PayPal. I have it right here. I, I don't know why you're not interested. Didn't you see what Charles Atlas did to this kid? He turned him into so a... So you're saying, I have to kick sand in your fucking face yes. before I can start lifting? Then get on the ground, buddy. I'll kick sand in your face so the cows come home. I have to kick sand in your face. You cannot kick sand in my face. I'm then, beautiful. Well, then what is going to give you that fire that it takes to read Charles Atlas's book and become a man? Taco Bell. That's, Taco Del Grande. Fire in my loins. Okay, that's not grilled chicken. You eat grilled chicken. What am chicken. I allowed to eat besides grilled chicken? Greek yogurt? More grilled chicken. <laughs> well, I to put sauce on it. What kind of sauce? Grilled chicken sauce? Yes. Whatever they give you with Chipotle. Not Chipotle, um, Chick-fil-A. You put a chicken breast in a blender and you blend that right down. You can put that on your grilled chicken and that's it. No rice, no vegetables, just grilled chicken. You're supposed to eat vegetables, aren't you? Absolutely not. Vegetables, that's what we call uh, like a... Uh, dead weight which is interesting because we lift weight like but we call vegetable like vegetables will slow you down you'll live longer and the point of lifting is to lead a short intense life it's like high intensity training Dude, but for life did you know that you're supposed to be the official fit and by the way uh motherfuckers do not tell me to read the fucking sticky okay i read the fucking sticky i know one of you fucking dumbasses is gonna say well nobody reads the fucking sticky i read the fucking sticky it's got it's full pull-ups and words i don't understand i read the entire thing the diet advice was good but it links to mark camel toes simple strength guide which i cannot do i like that you don't have to lift every day of the week though you're only supposed to lift like what three days a week yeah because you got to give these muscle groups a rest see that's nice because when you're doing cardio and running like you need to be running if not five days a week six days a week yeah and if not six seven 
No, you're not supposed to run seven. If not seven, but eight. Now, I've been giving my muscles a year and a half to two year long rest. Of course, as and, one does. And then I will go in there and I will work out for two years straight. Give it another rest. That's how you look like this. If you want exchange, you could give me your lifting advice and I will tell you how to stop eating. <laughs> How to exercise, how to get your cardio up. Baby, I'll get your cardio up. No, rule number one, don't carbo load. Stop carbo loading. If you are not running a fucking bear, if you are running less than 13 miles, you do not need to be carbo loading. It will do absolutely a fuck nothing. Dude, my friend, uh, my friend and I, if anybody remembers, I ran a just charity 5K. And the night before, I was I, t- I was texting her like, hey, are you still on to do this thing tomorrow? She's like, yeah. And then she sends me a picture of her with like this gargantuan Olive Garden size plate of spaghetti. And she's like, carbo loading. I'm like, motherfucker you are gonna walk three miles you do not need to be unless you're paula fucking radcliffe you do not need to be carbo loading it will do absolutely nothing for you okay but counterpoint what about marathon pancakes which are the pancakes that you stuff in your marathon shorts and you eat during your marathon sounds like a recipe for a side stitch Aren't side stitches some kind of just uh, hokum? Isn't that mumbo jumbo? No, but after, like a yeast infection. No, but after you, uh, if you train for long enough, you stop getting them, and that's how I know I'm out of shape. Is when I go on a run and I get a side stitch. I'm like, oh motherfucker, I gotta go back to the gym. Well, I mean, I hear that I put people in stitches all the time with my comedy. Their sides are being split, and that is it. For the loudest podcast. Thank you so, so much. Thank you to everybody who has uh, donated and kept this boomer alive. I'm going to make it a point. And by the way, it's 1 a.m. Sorry, I'm a little bit sleepy. But what I want to give to you guys for backing me up and supporting me is a lifetime of content that you can listen to on the toilet. Because it's hard as you get older to poop. Or in your car. Or in your car, if you know, if you if you have a diaper like that astronaut lady who was pooping on the way to murder her, her uh, <laughs> forgot about that conversation. Her boyfriend's uh, her boyfriend's wife. Um, it, I'm do not take pooping for granted while you can, Zoomers. I'm telling you right now, you guys sit down, comes out in a long snake, all easy peasy. As you get older, your body becomes a Play-Doh fun factory, and the handle gets stuck. No, I'm gonna be great because my body is. Like a well-oiled machine. Okay. And are you oiling it with gin? Because it seems like you've been oiling it with gin tonight pretty well. Well as in the drinks are cheap, because yeah. <laughs> yes. And you are actually drinking well gin. What is that, like New Amsterdam New Amsterdam. Gin? Dude, I didn't even know they made gin. I thought they were just like vodka for college kids. One time New Amsterdam sent me a coupon because they thought I was like an influencer and not a dumbass and they were like here's a coup they were like legally we're not allowed to give away new amsterdam for free here's a coupon you can go get a bottle of new amsterdam for one penny because legally you have to be charged some amount of money oh that's awesome yeah no that's like i don't get these dumb stupid laws when we were in boston we were in boston last weekend so i go to the bar and i'm sitting there and i ask the bartender can i get a double whiskey diet and the guy's like, can't serve you a double. I'm like, okay, can you serve me a glass of Diet Coke and then two shots of whiskey? The guy's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, great, I'll take that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Boston it has one of those things where it's like, there's not, there's not allowed to be two glasses of alcohol in front of you. But you can have a beer and a shot. That's totally cool. Why is that? I assume it's some kind of Puritan 1800s bullshit law. 
Um, hey, but if you want booze, our shows this weekend are BYOB. We're doing Philadelphia this Friday night and this Saturday night. We're gonna we're gonna be playing Dungeons and Dragons, all of us together in New Brunswick, New Jersey. You can get tickets at boomerversuszoomer.com. Because I have not set up a new website yet. It is on my to-do list. It's fine. It's fine. I like it. Because I am the Zoomer now. You're you're the zoomiest Zoomer I know. You're very zoomy. zoomy. I'm pretty zoomy. Yeah, no, if you're coming to Philadelphia, uh, bring a fuckload of wine. Just get absolutely obliterated in the audience. But don't interrupt. If you interrupt the show, I will make fun of you. And I will not be nice making fun of you. Like, I make fun of a stereo set about a five. You will get a seven no, if you we, were, we really chewed out that way. I mean, it was in a fun way and it got last, but like that dude who kept interrupting us at the show. Of course it got show. left. It's hilarious to make fun of somebody. But then, no, no, I will get, I'll get into that later. Anyway, that's it. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.